Hello, and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of Harvest Church here in Elk Grove. We're excited to have you join us as we share God's message of hope and love. Each week, we bring you a new message from our pastors and guest speakers designed to inspire, uplift your spirits, and challenge you. Whether you're listening on your commute, at home, or on a walk, we hope these messages will bring you closer to God and help you on your faith journey. So without further ado, let's listen in. This message was inspired a couple of months ago by one of ours that was here, Sister uh, Pastor Micaiah. On her last Sunday here with us, she is precious and beautiful, and God has called her and done amazing things, and she's transitioned. And but as she came up and she was sharing, she was talking about being planted in the house of the Lord. And she talked about the people of God being planted. And as I watched the message, I was like, yes, woman of God, preach. And she preached and ministered for just a fifth, like five minutes. But as I was thinking about that message, I just wanted to honor her and say, I love you. I got to see her a couple days ago. It was beautiful. And uh, she's doing awesome. And obviously you see Pastor Josh here with the kids. And um, it's good. But I just wanted to honor Pastor Micaiah, that literally, like just I said, Lord, you ins- she inspired me. And uh, I absolutely related to what she was speaking about, the church being planted. We're not going to be planted in all kinds of things. We're planted in specific things because that's going to be produced fruit. And also, I want to dedicate this message to one of my spiritual daughters in New Orleans because I seen this woman being planted in the midst of turbulence and chaos and trials. And I'm gonna share a brief of uh, testimony at the end of the conclusion of this message. But to see a woman of God in the midst, and anybody understand when the devil has thrown everything and the kitchen sink? Anybody know what I'm talking about? And the kitchen, somebody say, and the kitchen sink. Yeah, I saw this daughter of mine get thrown everything and the kitchen sink, but she was firm and she stayed planted, strong and mighty in the Lord. So sweetheart, you know who you are. I just dedicate this message to you today. I just wanna tell you, I love the church of Jesus Christ. I love the church of Jesus Christ. I love the people of God. I love the bride of Christ. I love everything that pertains to the church. I love to work in the church. I love the ministries of the church. I love procedures. I love policies that bring order and alignment. I love it. I love requirements. I like to write them down, though they're very tedious. But it gives direction and order. And we're not all over the place discombobulated. I love everything that pertains to the church. I love the Holy Spirit. That when he's welcome, he dwells. And this becomes his resting place. I love that when people come into the house of the Lord, they can be free. They can be delivered. I love the church. I love that when God steps into the room, everything changes. And sometimes it's with a shout, and sometimes it's with a whisper. I love the difference of God. I love the creativity of God. I love when he rests 
like he rested last Sunday and we were here for about five and a half hours five hours it seemed timeless if you missed it watch the video I love to see the church thrive I love to see the people of God discipled and healthy I love to see us walk in the freedom that God paid for us amen can you relate this morning to what I'm communicating about concerning the church and the love for it is anybody here can relate to what I'm saying this morning and for you to experience these emotions and feelings and some of you already have it but some of you may be like well that's not my experience with the church I just read to you a list of things how I love the church but you may be sitting in this very room and say I hear you but that's not my experience but my prayer today is that when you leave this place that there will be a change and a transformative power of Jesus Christ that he would begin you new lenses and new vision to see the church as a good church as a healthy church and people of God we are the church so then we do Bible and we live Bible we give people a healthy experience of the church so that is my prayer today that for you to experience these emotions and feelings that I have talked about for the church you need to be rooted in Christ and you need to be planted in the church you can't have a love for something that you have no idea what it is. You can't have a love for something where you just pop in and out every now and then. Uh, come on, somebody. <laughs> so the title of this message is, Who are you rooted in? Who are you planted in? For you to be rooted in Christ and planted in the church, there are three things, three major truths that I want to share with you today that are imperative for you to see the church with beautiful eyes and for you to obtain. Number one, you must be rooted in Christ. You must be rooted slash committed to God, to the things of God, to Him, to Him. Colossians 2, 6 through 7 says this, so then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. If you're going to have these emotions and these feelings of the church, we must first be rooted in Him, committed to Him, not to man. Committed to Him. See, when you're committed to Him, you have no problem submitting to man. Oh, y'all missed that one. You understand that your life is not your own when you're committed and rooted in Christ. You understand that you've been bought with a price. The Bible says that you and I have been bought with a price. It was the price, the big price, the what we spoke about today. The cross, Calvary, the blood. So when you're rooted in him, you understand that your life is not your own. That you and I don't get to make decisions just the way we want. Because we are committed and rooted in him. Not in our ways or what we think or what we want. When we're rooted and committed in Christ, this is simple teaching. But I believe that God is saying to just re-remind the people of God 
that it's never your way anymore. That when you said, and I said to the Lord, be the Lord of my life, God. You gave up your rights. There was an exchange that happened. At that moment, whether it was at the altar, whether it was at a conference, whether it was at your house, whether it was in a shower, at a pool, wherever you made that decision, there was an exchange that happened. You said, I'm handing over my rights and I'm receiving you as Lord. That means something. I pray that it did. That's why I'm intense. I don't get to run my life. I don't get to say where I go. I don't get to say that. No, 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 no. He's making the decisions. He's saying where you're going to move to. He's saying, I've called you to this. He's saying, teaching is over. I'm calling you to full-time ministry. He gets to because I've surrendered my rights. Do you guys hear me this morning? There's an exchange that happens when you're rooted in Christ. You consult with him before you make any major decisions. You don't just move because you feel like moving. God, where do you want me rooted in? What neighborhood do you want me? I'm like picking up my whole family, my kids. It's not a light decision. God knows the beginning to the end when he created you. He had a plan already figured out. And you need to know the plan. You don't have to. So when you're stressed out, not understanding, God, what do you have for me? Get on your knees and say, God, what do you have for me? You own my life. You lead. You ask him what the plan for your life is. Amen? Number two, <laughs> you're rooted in the church. In the church. You're part of the church, but you're rooted in the church. Romans 12, 4 and 5 says this. For just as each of us has one body, and he's speaking about the church here, with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. It's a big church. We all have different functions. We're not in competition with each other. Come on, somebody. The Bible says, how can the legs say to the arm, I don't need you. We need each other. We need everyone in this church. Well, just me, little old me, I can't do. No, 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 speak life. God never created junk. Come on, somebody. He created beautiful things. He created beautiful people. We just got to pull it out. Yeah. See, you got to be rooted in the church. That Someone, right? You can get involved in the different groups and different things. And they can have eyes to see you and say, wait a minute. You have a gifting for this. I want to pull it out you. But you have to be rooted and planted in the house of the Lord. Many gifts, different functions. You are all needed. If you just come to Harvest and you check in and you check out and that's all you do, I just want to tell you this morning, God says, I have more for you. I desire more for you. That's why it's probably boring. That's why maybe you're not getting filled because there's more. Because this is not a check-in, check-out place. This is a place where you're discipled and you're planted and you get rooted. Well, it's becoming that. Amen. There'll be a place, even greater discipleship in 2024. It is very important that you are discipled and raised up. Why? Because he has an assignment for your life. 
But when you're rooted in the house of God, you get to know what that assignment is. You get to hear what that assignment is. We honor and respect one another and our differences and our different giftings that Christ has given us. So we're not in competition. We're respecting one another. We're honoring one another. We're saying, God, thank you, sister, that you're great at this. Can you come and help me here? You honor the church when you're rooted in the church. Guess what? Then you will honor each other. You protect the church. When you're rooted in the church, you protect the church. You protect one another. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. We don't gossip in ho- at Harvest. We just don't do that. It's okay to say that to someone really sweet. I've done it. I'm sorry. We, we honor one another. At House of Prayer, we have house habits. And one of our house habits is protect unity. We have 12, one for each month. I think we need to transfer it different to see what this house needs. And we just say, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I mean, I've heard members say, I'm so sorry. We, we honor, we, we protect unity at, you know, house of prayer. We don't do that here. And the person's face is like, yeah, sweet. You don't have to be ugly. You don't have to be loud. You just speak truth and love. Protect the church. Protect the unity. You know why it's important? Because where there's unity, the blessing comes. A house divided cannot and will not stand. You speak well about the church. Even if your experience is rough, come have a meeting. Let's get it out. Let's lift up the rug. Let's sweep it out. Let's not talk ugly. Let's talk kind and let's speak life. But let's get the wounds dealt with. Let's deal with the trauma that's happening here. Because when you speak ugly about the church, I'm talking about the church, the whole church, then there's something wrong. Because Christ (laughs) formed the church. This is his bride. And so we have to learn these things that it's okay. If there's something bothering you, if you're hurting, if you're in pain, there's pastors here on staff. If you're connected to a small group, if you're part of a group, they're here to talk with you, to be able to help you walk that out so that you can be healed. And then guess what? Go on your assignment. Amen? You protect the church by not allowing disunity. That's why we prayed all the way from January. Lord, we bind and rebuke every spirit of dissension and disunity. We declare unity in the house of the Lord. Since January, the 14 days of glory, we've been praying this because we understand that there is blessing when the body's on one accord. Amen. Matthew 12, 25 says this, Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined and and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. Psalms 133, 1 through 3 reads this, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live to come on, live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured out on the head running down, on the beard running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon was falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. We want the blessing of the Lord over harvest. We want the Lord to pour out the oil upon you, your family, your children. But it's our responsibility to protect unity, to guard your tongue, to guard your mouth. That little thing is the thing in James it speaks about. My God, hardest thing to control and to tame. 
But God commands us, he tells us to tame that tongue. So when you're about to, come on, we've all been there. I've been there. I'm about to, huh? Shut your mouth, girl. Don't even, zip it. Zip it, Charlie, zip it. If you know, you know. Zip it, Elizabeth, zip it. Come on. Sometimes we get in the flesh. That's the flesh. And if you do it, repent quickly. You know why I said I had to go back. You know what? I shouldn't have said that. I am so sorry. And it's done. Amen? Somebody say number three. So number one is what? Rooted in Christ. Number two? Thank you. Number three, rooted in his word. Come on. Matthew 7, 24, 27 says this. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, puts them into what? What? Into what? Again, one more time. It's like wise. It's like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not come on fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not, this is very clear, we don't need a theologically degree to understand this. <laughs> but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a what? What happened? It's like a what? Yeah, a foolish man, foolish woman who builds this house on sand. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell with a great crash. We do not want to be foolish people. We want to be wise men and women of God. We want to build our house on the rock that when the wind comes and the storms come and the hurricanes come, we are planted and rooted in Christ, in his church and the word. Amen. You must be rooted in the word because it's the only thing that is going to stand. When it's all blown away, the only thing it is his word. It is word is living and it's active and it's going to complete what it says it's going to complete. When the father of lies comes to speak in your ear, when the enemy comes, the only thing that can stop on every lie is, you, is the word of God. When the enemy and the father of lies comes to speak in your ear, the only thing you, come on, the only thing that will stand is the word of God. See, he'll wear you out. You'll start saying something back to the enemy. Oh, no, no. But when you declare the word, oh, it's a done deal. He knows the word. It's a done deal. You can take it to the bank. Oh, no, no, no. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I didn't make it up. I didn't come up with it. My father in heaven said it about me. I am beautifully and wonderfully made. When he tells you you're ugly, come on, you're not looking like, oh, no, 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 no. Do you understand who I am? I am a child of God. He loves me. He died for me. He gave his life for me. I am seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. He's given me authority. Oh, come on, declare the word. Be rooted in the Word.
declare the word. It is powerful and it is truth. You ain't hyping nothing. You can hype up your own words. Come on, pastor. But man, you don't even have to shout. It is written. <laughs> it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word proceeds. Come on. What? Under the mouth of God. Speak the word. Pray the word. Declare the word. And the only way you can do it is why you're rooted in the word. You ain't kind of like just kind of all over the place with the word. Man, because when you're rooted, when the enemy comes, you go right back at him. Oh, you have something. You have a response. Are you with me today? One, be rooted in Christ. Two, be rooted in, come on, three, be rooted in his word. His word, powerful. I want to conclude with these beautiful little plants up here. God is good. Come on, somebody. Different shapes, different sizes. God is good. God is asking the question today. Come on, he's asking the question, who are you rooted or planted in? Are you planted in yourself? Are you planted in this culture? Who are you rooted and planted in? And as I look at these nice little plants, you know, they're tall, short, different size. It doesn't matter. In this room represent many different people, many different cultures, tribe and tongues. But guess what? When we're rooted in him, we will be firm and we will stand firm. You see, when you're rooted and planted in Christ, in the church, you're not going to be shaken. See, this one right here, it's just like, whoa. I don't know. It's kind of firm there. Amen. It's good. Sure. We can move it up. Be careful they don't fall. Amen. It's perfect. It's fine. It's beautiful. See? It's a little, little shaky. I don't know. This one's a, this one seems a little, it's okay. I just want to declare to you, it's not if, but it's when the enemy comes. It's not if, it's when. And I want to ask you, which one are you this morning? Because the winds are going to come. storms are going to come. What's going to happen? Are you going to be planted? Or are you going to be this one? I don't know. This one's looking a little shaky. The winds come. You know, someone dies in your family. What, what's going to happen here? I don't know. This one looks, it's, it's coming a little something. This one looks strong. It's small, but it's strong. Come on. We have any small, tidy puppy? people in the house but they're strong in the Lord because I'm telling you the enemy is going to come and lie to you what's going to happen what's going to happen here 
when the enemy comes to take you out and comes to visit your house, are you going to be rooted or are you going to be shaken? Because you see, the winds are going to come and blow. The winds are going to become, which root are you? Are you halfly planted? I don't want to be this one. <laughs> planted people are committed people. I don't know, that one looks sad. Planted people are committed people. Planted people will stand in the house regardless of what's happening because God's called them to that house. Come on, somebody. Oh, I'm preaching good right there. We got to lean over this one. I don't know. Planted people are committed people. This one ain't going nowhere. Come on. This one is just steadfast. This one is steadfast. This one, the hurricane came and the wind blew. Let's sing that. Nothing's happening here. Let's just sing. Nothing's happening. It's just like, okay, which one are you? The question is this morning, which one are you? Are you the one that's strong and mighty? You may be small and petite, but you're strong. Come on. You may be tall and big. Come on, Brother Lucius. Strong in the Lord. Come on, tall. Or, I don't know about this one. This one is wavering. This one is on its last leg. This one's about to be uprooted. I don't know. I don't want to be this one. And I want to close. I got five minutes. I want to close with this. I want to say this. When you're planted in Christ, the culture of this world cannot move you. The culture of this world cannot move you. And to my daughter in New Orleans, see the devil came. Oh, he, he, he had a, a number on her. He came with everything in the kitchen sink. But I'm telling you, I saw this woman hold on to the Lord. I saw her planted in Christ. It doesn't matter what came at her. She stood rooted. She stood grounded in God. Come on. In the Word and in the church. I saw her not isolate, but I saw her run to the brothers and the sisters of the church. I didn't see her in her house by herself. And she's celebrating one year of victory. And we say yes and amen. And I want to say to you, just like she stood when the enemy came with deception, with lies, trying to take her life, she can stand and say, I'm rooted in him. I'm rooted in Christ. I'm rooted in Christ. I'm rooted in the church. And I'm rooted in his word. Which one are you this morning, Harvest? Which one are you? Let's stand to your feet. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. We pray that today's message has touched your heart and encouraged your spirit. We believe that the Word of God has the power to transform our lives and inspire us to be better versions of ourselves. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more inspirational messages. Until next time, may the good Lord bless you. And we look forward to seeing you at one of our weekend services and sharing with you once again next week.